Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George has seen less movies than my seven-year-old. But the cool thing about George is he's not seven. He's like 40, and so I can show him any movie I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you could show a seven-year-old any movie you wanted to, but you'd go to jail, and they'd go to therapy. (laughs) That almost deserved like the Kermit the Frog. After you said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, so, Travis, uh, yes, tell George uh, what he's watching this week. Hey, George, have you ever seen Stand By Me? I have not. You have not. So you have, uh, do, you, do you have any idea what it's about, what, what it entails? Um, I imagine it entails uh, standing upright next to someone i mean there might be some proximity yeah you know yeah and the night may come and probably not (laughs) the land may get dark right but the moon it may be the only light you see that's true it's pre-cell phones spoiler alert okay yes i tell you what yeah uh, let's not let's not tell george anything about this one let's just kick him straight in the butt uh right into uh uh, an american classic sounds good let's do it one of my faves all right, we're back. George, stand by me. What do you think? Um, it doesn't matter what you <laughs> it think. It doesn't matter. Oh, he beat me with the rock. Wow. Damn. So good. So, George, I just have to ask straight out. This movie, for me, so full of nostalgia. I've seen it a million times over the past 30 years. Is this movie good, or is it just simply that I'm so full of nostalgia that I can't see the movie for what it is? Um... It's definitely full of nostalgia. Mm. Well, I mean, fair point. I thought I was watching the movie thinking how how much Travis was going to go off <laughs> about all of the nostalgia because he's our nostalgia guy. Yeah, I'm the um, feels. I there, got the feels. Yeah, there was a ton of that. I don't know. I I didn't really care for it. Okay, but that's not. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good movie. Um, when was it? Uh, when was it made? Eighty six. Okay. There were there were some redeeming qualities. Um, I loved the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know it's my jam. I love I love the classics. There was a lot of shoulder padding through the movie. Did okay. you no, did you notice that? Like comforting. Like they were always touching each other. Like ah, yeah, don't worry about it, bro. And they're like patting yeah. each other on the shoulder. Yeah, I don't know if it has that all shucks kind of sixty, you know, late fifties, early sixties. It has vibe. a ton of that. Yeah, but not that. I mean. It's just something I noticed. I was like, I should, I should count how many times they like pat <laughs> each other game. on the back. <laughs> it would be a good drinking game. I'm serious. It was kind of predictable, you know, the way it developed. You're always looking ahead. You're never riding the ride. You're always looking to the end of the ride. Like, <laughs> where do I get off? Where's well, the bathroom? It's, it's predictable because it's a 35 plus year old movie that has probably been referenced in other things that you've seen too. Maybe. Now, uh, Travis, did you get the feels like? I mean, for me, it was like the opening scene. The dude's sitting in his truck. I'm just like, oh, what are these feelings? Like, oh, yeah. nostalgia, weird. It it was more, as as a 45-year-old dad watching that, I had n- different kind of nostalgia this time. Like, I remember watching it when I was 
because I am the I was the age of those boys when that movie came out. So eighty six, I was eleven. You weren't smoking cigarettes. I were was you? not smoking cigarettes, yeah, but my brother good. at thirteen was. So mm. I, I I was friends with guys like that. So whether it was nineteen fifty nine or not, I had a good friend that was a lot like uh, the River Phoenix character. So again, the nostalgia wasn't so much for the time period, but the nostalgia was because that was a lot of the things I did when I was growing up. Shout out to your brother. He should stop smoking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I had the weirdest <laughs> feeling though, uh, about halfway through the movie, because it I like that it gives me like dad feelings and old like, you know, kid feelings from when I was that age and stuff. But I did have this flash about halfway through. I was like, man, I think this movie was more fun when it was the Sandlot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was before. It was it was basically Stranger Things in Yeah. Back then that that kind of movie was what Stranger Things was based on. This is actually better than Stranger Things. Stranger okay. Things is terrible. So, well, that's that's <laughs> Stranger Things has that nostalgia feel because of movies like Stand By Me. It certainly does. And movies like Goonies. Yes. And Goonies was made a year prior. So Really? Yeah, it was made in '85. So you already have that familiar feel because it was hold on the kids chasing something. Okay, so all right, so I was watching it and uh, Teddy Corey Feldman. Okay, was in Goonies. He was right. Yes. Okay, because he pretty looks, much played the same character. <laughs> yeah, but he looks older in Goonies. Okay. But I, I don't know. I just thought, oh, he's the one from Goonies. It must have made Goonies after this one, like a couple years later. Just well, wait till we get into another film series. <laughs> Travis knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. What's funny about Feldman and everybody that was in this movie, Rob Reiner basically cast it based on who they were. Mm -hmm. So they basically are playing themselves in this movie. And then he goes after their performance by doing sense memory and doing all these different things you know go go back into your life and touch on this uh has anybody ever treated you this way have you ever felt like a failure like he was basically just directing that movie based on sense memory and you know you have these 13 year old kids giving and, each kid a complex as they're acting well no, they already had complexes i mean right now. basically i'm just kidding <laughs> feldman was teddy yeah uh, River Phoenix was was crit like they were, and even Will Wheaton was that that kid growing up. So, uh, I think Jerry O'Connell told a story where he basically auditioned and broke Meathead's balls in the room, mm -hmm. and you know you got this thirteen year old kid breaking your balls because you were on All in the Family, mm -hmm. and you were Meathead. Like he was like, oh, so you're Meathead? Like he was breaking his balls, and he's right. like, well, you're Vern. <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> so I, I i love that fact that they 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 didn't tell these kids to play a character they were already these kids which i mean in a way that's like sitcom acting right we're back to matthew perry again and his <laughs> one note yeah. performance that is so good on friends for a while and then everything else is just <laughs> oh it's still that guy because that's what that's what he does so you can like kind of make the parallel between goonies and stand by me but it was based on a story written in 82 so the story's a Stephen King short story. Mm -hmm. So he's somebody who's well known for supernatural type stories. You got the. It's basically has the same feel as it. You know, you have these kids and they're yeah, trying I never, to. I never saw that. Okay, so it's kind of Stranger Things kind of thing. Okay. 
So he's writing a story based on his life. So he's Will. Mm-hmm. He's 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 Gordy basically. Yeah. And he did actually do this, or he based it based on the fact that what his friends would do if they went to look for a dead body. So they obviously didn't do that. Oh, but so that sucks. <laughs> it would have been better if they actually did it. That'd have been that'd have been cooler. So did you spend the entire movie going, oh wait, it's that guy. Oh wait, oh. It's oh my god! Hey, what? Hey, that <laughs> no, guy? just no, just uh, just what's his name? Teddy, I, I think. Yeah, oh, just dude. just Teddy. You didn't think Will Wheaton was uh, a young Keanu Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> That's weird. Now that you say it. And Jerry O'Connell looks completely different. The kid who plays Vern. Like, there's I don't know. You're obviously you don't have many references to movies. Yeah, but, I don't know what else he's in. So. Uh, <laughs> He's the one that doesn't look anything like... I guess he has a long career as he gets older. Did you see Jerry Maguire? Uh, no. Uh, okay. No. That's what about... Uh, <laughs> Put Sutherland. that on the list. Kiefer Sutherland. You've seen 24, haven't you, yeah. George? You know uh, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland is, don't you? Like, he's he's royalty. Um, I know the name, and I have not seen 24. He's like the best to play that dick. He plays the dick so well. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd call him a dick, man. He's just a monster. <laughs> yeah. That that basically got him acting roles for the next 20 years. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah. Uh, even my wife was like, wow. Like, he, he uh, which, plays... That. Which role did he play in he this, was the, this movie? He was the big bad. He was the... The, the one who good, almost got his brains blown out by Will. Almost got uh, shot Will. at the end. Oh, the, the one who looked like a grown-up version of... Uh, Scott the, Farkas? Yeah, Scott Farkas. <laughs> yeah. The guy who played chicken and won... Oh, yeah, that scene is so hardcore. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. Do not but do that. If you do, videotape it so I can watch it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot. Even Richard Dreyfuss is in there, and you probably didn't mm-hmm. recognize him either. Mm, I, would, I the, probably wouldn't. He's the older version of Gordy, so he's the one sitting in the car at the very beginning. Please tell me you know who Richard Dreyfuss is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know. The, I heard the name. All right, we're gonna know. have to do a whole season on Richard Dreyfuss movies. Uh, wait. All right. So wait. Back up. Who's Who's Richard Dreyfuss? Like in have this you movie? Seen Jaws? Did you see Jaws? No. Wow. Have Have you seen Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No. Mr. Helen's Opus. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I've seen that. Okay. So he was. I was Mr. really Holland. young, though. I was like young. Yeah. Young. Yeah, he's kind of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, I didn't know who Hitchcock was. So, I know. No, I, mean, I hear like, you. I'm, but Dreyfus. I mean, I've heard these names before, but I'm like, I don't give a crap. Right. Do, do they skateboard? I don't care. <laughs> you know? Well, I would put Richard Dreyfus up there with does he, De Niro. Does he play the guitar? Pacino. Okay, well, I don't know who he is. Though. Okay. Well, Actually, actually you know. even if he plays the guitar, I might not know who he is. It's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we kind of touched on why it's special to me. Mm-hmm. That 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 childhood thing, like <laughs> this movie sits so in my wheelhouse because I've done so many of those things. I had those friends. Maybe it wasn't 1959, but I yeah, had the friends and, and that. Maybe it wasn't a dead body, but. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Wow. Cool. My, my Chris Chambers uh, and I mm-hmm. missed the school bus junior, no, freshman year, high school. Mm-hmm. We were walking to high school from where I used to live. 
So we had to walk down Route 130 past a, I know this is a local thing, so, but we had to walk past a cemetery. Up, up, uphill both ways? No. We walked through a cemetery to get to the, in the industrial in the, park. In the pouring Near rain. the high school. <laughs> Un, just a terrible, terrible smell. Terrible. In the cemetery. Just, just terrible. 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 Terrible smell in the cemetery. So uh. we, we go and we knock on the door of the groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. And we tell him about the smell. And when the door opened, he like no, fell out of his it chair. Wasn't weird. Through the doorway. It wasn't weird. Like, he was ah. just like, what? We're like, we're walking through the cemetery. There was like cobwebs on his face and stuff. He'd been there for a long time. No, he was a pretty young guy. He was not old. He oh, wasn't okay. dead. Okay. Making out with a decapitated <laughs> head stuck in an old TV. <laughs> that, I don't know. <laughs> wow, that was really specific, Dan. We said flat out to him, we're like, we think there's a dead body in the cemetery. And he thought we were joking. And he him. laughed. And he's like, yeah, of he's course like, there's dead like, bodies. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, kids, right? Right, yeah. So we walk over with him, and there's like a creek that goes back there, and we see a, a shoe and a leg laying mm. in the creek. We don't see, Ugh. like, we Were don't you, see the whole body. We okay, hold see. on, hold on. When this, At the end of the story, do you become a hero? Do they write about you in the no, paper? No, Why? no. Why? Because Is this the part where I hit play on the serial theme? <laughs> That's what's supposed to happen. No, we we didn't stick around. We did. They did cover it on the news. They covered mm. the body being found. It was a, a female jogger. But I know for two years we drove the school bus down past that cemetery and we saw the caution tape in the woods. They never removed all the caution tape. Watching the movie, it made me think about you know the innocence of adolescents and how they they basically were tackling. I don't know, immortality, their immortality yeah. with the whole brother thing and the brother dying. Yeah. Like there's just a lot of comment. Cause when you're well, a kid, you that, don't think that would be the opposite of immortality. Right. You're more, <laughs> you're mortal. Like kids <laughs> think they're, immo- they, yes, they yeah, can't yeah. die. Kids right. Think they're immo- right. Yeah. So when they, when they see a dead body or he's experiencing his brother dying at a very young age, mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff that, that, that goes with you. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I remember always thinking that, I'm invincible because I'm 12 or I'm 14. Yeah. But when you see a 17-year-old laying in a casket, wow. This is one of those movies that you see it different ways each time you watch it, depending on your age. And a lot of the you know these good coming-of-age type movies hit on that. But this was my first time watching it since I've had kids. And my boys aren't old enough to be this age yet, but they're close enough on the horizon that like it gave me some new feels I wasn't really expecting. and. Mm-hmm. Some new dreads I'm not really looking forward to exploring more as they get older, but this is the first time I ever watched it from the perspective of the dad. Of the dad, yeah. Ugh. I, yeah, I sat down and watched Goonies with my kids, and I flat out apologized to them. I'm like, listen, this was my childhood, uh, minus the pirate ship, but you guys are never going to <laughs> experience this because you're not allowed off the street. But, <laughs> you know, it's the same with the Stand By Me. Like, we did all that shit. We we hung out at the the base of the Betsy Ross Bridge and the Tacony Palmyra Bridge, like in the Delaware River. We swam in the Delaware River. We spent days, you know, ro- walking down the tracks to different towns. So my kids are never going to do that. We love geography here on this podcast. Love it. Now, were you guys wills in your groups? Like I, growing up, were you the will of your friend group? I only know the nicknames. Which one was Will? will the main the kid, the the writer guy. Gordy? Gordy. Was I Gordy? Um, I was. No. What were you more? Uh, you weren't Vern. I would say you were. No. You were probably ch- Chris. Mixture of uh, Ted, Teddy and Chris, I think. You might have been a mixture of those two. 
Yeah, that's what that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know, man. You've got like a close family and a well, moral direction and a yeah. support system at home. Like those two are kind of defined by the the lack of. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say like I didn't want to say I'm full on chambers. Like, right? You're a Vern. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, like that's very flattering. That's a very flattering thing to say about yourself. That right. you know, because Chambers was you know, Solid. he was the leader. He was cool as AF. Um, but I kind of think I was. But even even Gordy's family, uh, he was. They were Facebook nice. <laughs> you make a good point. Yeah, but Gordy. Yeah, okay. His so maybe family our families don't have too. to align with our group roles because yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a sad yeah. Yeah. I'm sad. I mean, we all can kind of relate to that to to an extent. Like, my dad didn't treat me like that, but I always got a little jealous of my older brother because they could sit and talk about cars forever, and they could do this and that. And they, you know, when Christmas came around, my brother was getting nine or ten different tools, and I was getting like model kits. So, like, I knew they related more with that kind of stuff. Like, I related with him with other things, but yeah. I never thought that he would <laughs> want me dead over my brother, but well, that's extreme. I don't absolutely. Think but there are dads like that. Like, oh, he's the he's the star of the family, this and that. And it's like, I don't know. Thankfully, I didn't have to experience that. But I definitely didn't grow up as the other three. I can like particularly point at our Teddy and our Chambers, and unfortunately, okay. neither of ours made it past. What we, you know, the, right. we didn't get the Chambers uh, attorney outcome. We got much more two teddies, I guess. But that's hard to watch, hmm. man. When you're this age, you know, as, when you're a kid, you've got your future in front of you. When you're now you're older and you see what your friends have done. And it's just like, man, it's yeah. kind of a downer. Like you hate to say it's like some kind of destiny thing, right? Like predisposed by your upbringing. But damn, mm-hmm. it's really hard to argue with that sometimes. Well, in my group. Of friends growing up, the Teddy's doing really well for himself. Yeah, my my Teddy was kind of a Teddy Chris. He's doing okay now, but yeah, he had many many years of wow. Yeah, but he was that kind of kid that would like yeah he was smoking he was doing drugs he was doing all that stuff but he never did it around me. Like he knew I wasn't like that. I was like Gordy. Yeah, and he was he respected me enough to not do that shit around me, not because I was prude or I'd tell on him but it was yeah. more or less he just knew you know I wasn't into that so let's do it before Travis goes here word <laughs> yep nope that was maybe we're all Verns <laughs> <laughs> so George the pie scene in this movie something that sticks with everybody after the first time they see it I mean you're mm-hmm. gonna remember that for a while hold uh, on before we get to that lard ass before we lard get to that ass. since while we're on the the, the children uh invincible topic yeah well actually we kind of got away from it already but i made a few notes when i was watching the movie and one of them is quote the bridge scene is terrifying Mm. holy f Mm -hmm. yes that's that's what i wrote and i'm watching the scene and i'm like yo Vern needs to just step on it because the longer you're on that effing bridge the more likely you're gonna die yeah so like but you freeze up I, I see my son, my 14-year-old, doing that completely. No. Yeah, and that's why I'm not Vern. Like, I would have got to step in and just cross the fucking bridge yeah. and get it over with. Good point. 
Good point. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, that was intense today. Again, first time as a dad thinking about my kids instead of me, and it's just like, holy shit! Yeah. Did I need kids? Like, shouldn't I just wait? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, uh, they weren't scared enough when filming that. That Reiner had to like lay into them and basically berate them to tears, and then start rolling. Wow! He just like ran over their stunt double real quick and was so like, "See, <laughs> <laughs> he got the performance out of them." Yeah, because they both look scared shitless. Yeah, they they did. <laughs> I mean, poor poor O'Connell, man. He he's an ugly crier, and he did not care. He was just like. Although with their roles, like the way that the kids were, also I would have had a backup plan. I was looking at the bridge, and I was like, all right, well, if the train comes, I'll just like hang off the side. Right. You know, like it's no big deal. So I, you, I can I can live through this. Like uh, that's what I was thinking. Your Monday morning quarterbacking it. And well, <laughs> if I had to cross that bridge, even as a kid, I would be like, all right, I can't jump and I can maybe run, but I might hurt myself and fall and be dead anyway. Yeah. Maybe I could just like hang off the side, let the train go by. Like there's enough room on the side of, you know, just hang off the. <laughs> there's a there's a span. Here we go. With geography again. There's <laughs> there's a span of two of, of 95 when you go down south where you mm-hmm. cross, I believe, the Susquehanna River. We need the traffic news chopper background sound. <laughs> but you come out from behind the mountains, and then you're on this bridge, and you got, you basically just got to haul ass. I know what you're bridge. talking about. It's like two lanes. It's so windy, like you, you're, you feel your car push to yeah. the side when you when you come out from behind the mountain. Yeah, I've and been I'm, there. I'm looking at that. I'm like, we gotta go. Like, I'm scared shitless, but you just gotta go. But what I was gonna say is that I thought, you know, with the 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 two that made it over like in time. They were just standing there, like cheering them on, and I thought that you know maybe, and maybe Teddy wouldn't, but I thought maybe Chambers would like get back on that bridge and face down the train. Get them? No, get them, get them <laughs> off. An RPG like, and just right. you know what track, I mean? Like yeah, like it was. I think he was too far away to, to like. It was just one of those moments where they were about thirty yards away from each other, and it was just. It was well. It was well edited and directed to the point where you knew they didn't have enough time to come back and get them. They yeah, were, you know what I mean. But Vern kind of ruined it. If he would have just got up and ran in the beginning, they would have been fine. Right. If they all just hauled ass across the bridge, mm-hmm. they all would have been fine. But they established early that out of the four, Vern is not ready to make this trip. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like Dude, they totally. He brought the comb. He brought he the is, comb. He is prepared. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he did bring the comb. That's funny. God, he so was let's sh- talk. He was let's talk about Lardass and the and the pie eating contest. Yeah, yeah let's so talk about Lardass. Vern brought the comb, but uh, Will brought the story. The story. So, George. Yeah. There's a lot of puking in the middle of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like Saturday Night Live quality puking. Yes. But I don't want to talk about that because that's gross. Do you want to talk about it though? I want to give you a forum during which you may talk about the purple vomit. It's, I mean, it was a it was a story that a twelve year old yeah, made up. That's exactly. It's like it's yeah, supposed to be that's outlandish. E- exactly. Yeah. It's it was fine. I didn't I didn't care that you could tell that there was like a hose pumping. Hose, there, right, so right, like right. it's a whatever. Like yeah, it's supposed to be nuts. It's it's kind of like yeah, you're right. It's a twelve year old telling the story, so yeah, it, you almost see the garden hose. Exactly. <laughs> So did you catch the thing though, where he finishes the story and his friends are just like, "Wait, it's that's it." Like they criticize his his abrupt ending and his kind of lack of epilogue. Mm. Yeah. So then skip to the end of the movie, and the movie doesn't end 
with the end of their journey like it did at the end of the pie. But instead you get this nice clean wrap up. You see him now. You get like a moral story about how you never get friends like that again. And you wrap up every character's epilogue. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> like, does yeah. he, he's, he's like learning in this moment. His friends have taught him how to finish a story. Yes. I never noticed that before. I didn't, I didn't notice. I did not notice that. Um, you're right. Cause they, did, they right. broke his balls about the bad, bad ending to the pie story. Yeah. And he's that's like, no, it? It's, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> he's it. like, I don't know. And then he went home and, on and ate some cheeseburgers. Right. I don't know. So then he, <laughs> he made sure this one had a nice little bow on the end of it. No, that's right. I didn't even think of that. And I've seen this movie multiple times. I never even thought of that. Thanks, Dan. That's why you're here. Can we talk about the leech? <laughs> Do we have <laughs> on to? A sh- on a schwanz? <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't sure what's com- what was coming, honestly. I thought he You want to rephrase that, George? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Um, <laughs> I thought that he might have been joking, and he was just going to flash himself at his friends. Uh, okay. I like that you think, hey... This 12-year-old is definitely going to show his 12-year-old dick to all his 12-year-old <laughs> friends. <laughs> Look. I'm glad I wasn't your Vern, George. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen to how it slaps against my thighs. It's like, what? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I honestly, that scene is, to me, pretty important when you talk about the mortality, immortality thing because he, he sees his own blood. Uh-huh. And if you think about when you're 12... That's a scary shit when you see your own blood from your Johnson. No, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. yeah, I had a similar um, thing happen to me. I was, I got what they call credit carded. Leech Johnson. <laughs> when I was, uh, I was skateboarding. It's when the skateboard when you land on the skateboard and it's straight right. up and it goes right up your ass like yeah. a credit card. Um, oh, Jesus, but <laughs> that's not an ollie. It, it, it happens. Happened in it Tony happens, Hawk. man. You 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 learn how to hard flip. It's it's yeah. not easy. Explains why you wear the butt plug from now on. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, seriously. Always I, be prepared. I it was the the board was like vertical and it like I came down and it was like right the side of my leg. Slower. So like too close for comfort. <laughs> Like too close for comfort, and I like ran inside to my room, and I like had to like look at myself. Hmm. But if and, and I was fine, but if I wasn't, I probably would have had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. When as a twelve-year-old kid, you're afraid of your junk anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a lot of that's, shit. That's a scary <laughs> area with a lot of change, and you don't know what you're doing. And girls are scary still, even though you don't admit it in front of your friends. Like, right. So to yeah. be wounded in your most vulnerable area, yeah, it's definitely. There's a a lot to unpack. Yeah, I know. One, scene. one of my friends caught his sack on on his handlebars and tore it open. Oh, so ow. yeah. Wow. So watching this movie, I'm just like, yeah. How do you get the beans above the Frank? <laughs> How'd you get the beans above Frank? Good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good reference. Uh, yeah. So that kind of shit. That and what's funny is they portray these kids as so adult like. But yeah. yeah, they still have those fears as children, even though it's almost like a yeah. front they're putting on. You know, who's going to be the bigger asshole? I would argue breaker? that at in our 30s and 40s, we're still doing it. But yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, it's always a pissing contest. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Absolutely. 24-7. Also, um, 
not to not to cut you no, off. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Um, no, the new thing is uh, <laughs> I'm gonna reclaim my time. <laughs> <laughs> reclaim my time. Um, no, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. But um, how did their stuff dry off so fast? No, Movie magic. They walked for a while. Movie magic. It was. I mean, where are they? They're in uh, the Oregon. Woods. I think it's Oregon. The woods. Yeah. So yeah. They just slept in the woods, and then the next day. They're like, eh, should we walk through these woods? And the kid's like, I don't know what's in those woods, man. It's like, dude, you just slept in the woods. It's probably the same thing you just, the same woods you just slept in. I don't know, man. A bunch of rebellious white kids running around Portland. This movie is pretty mm, timely. It's just pretty timely. That's true. <laughs> I guess I'm just not like a sentimental person. Right. It's not my. See, I think with this movie, the dead bodies are relevant. It's that's why it's so matter of fact at the end like that. It's yeah, it's the it's, MacGuffin, right? It's the it's, journey. It's right. not at yeah. all the the focus of the story. It's just the device. It's like the money in Psycho. Right, right. Yeah, it's the device. That's good. Yeah, it's 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 what brings that trip. And there's so many movies with the road trip and the this and the that. And even Star Wars in in a, in a way is kind of like that buddy road trip. <laughs> they're trying to, but they're in space. But it's still that that same coming-of-age story, Luke Skywalker. Like, those kind of movies always have done this unlikely characters together yeah. on a road trip. Yeah, kind of I don't I don't want to say, like, it was a bad movie. Like, it, it's not like... I'm not going to sit here and, and rip it like I would if we were talking about Stranger Things. Um, it, Ouch. It, it's, you know, it's just a, it's I think just Stranger a Things' first season is good. Then I'm not a fan. They didn't really need to do more than the first right. season. I was actually kind of hoping they would turn that into an anthology and just give me a different monster in a different era each time. Right. Mm. That would have been a good idea. I I think I would I'm inclined to agree with you Travis about the first season being pretty good, except for except for the way it ended. Like they they left it open on purpose because right. they're going to make another season because, you know, they got to make more money and you got to keep it It's like like at this point they're just they're beating well, yeah. the, the crap it's out of a dead horse. Like, <laughs> if they would have just stuck to the story, right? They made a good story in seven or eight episodes, then it probably would have been great. Mm-hmm. But they now, didn't. You know, they didn't do you, that. You can leave a story open and also not make the thing. Right. You know that 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 was they could have stopped after the season one, and yeah. just moved on. Same like uh, Dark Knight Rises. Right, I never did get my sequel to that one, but I don't right. really need it. I can fill in the gaps. Absolutely, I actually didn't like the way Rises ended. Hmm. Uh, Rises, the third one. Yeah, yeah. When you guys are talking about your your defining road trips, I was a little bit older. I wasn't a kid anymore, but my buddy and I were extras in Dark Knight Rises, and we went on a, like a journey through Pittsburgh, nice, looking for different filming locations during the day, and like we snuck back the day after we were extras. They were shooting like the explosion in the stadium and a few other kind of uh, more detailed plot bits about the nuclear uh, fusion Come bomb Check or out our stadium. So we, we just <laughs> snuck back the next day and we're, you know, trying to find like weak points in their security fence so we could move a little further in and see what we could find. And mm. Happened across a giant like SWAT van with a props guy just painting MP5s with spray paint. Just nice. hundreds of MP5s. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Nice. Good trip. Movie's not so great. I like Dark Knight a lot better than Dark Knight yeah, Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight. Well, I think they they got screwed with someone dying. Damn it, Heath. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we do I, our thing dude, about how this did movie, how did I forget about that? Yeah, we'll uh, 
I have some theories of what they could have done, but we'll talk about it when that's going to be a fun it. conversation. Yes. Um, but to go back to the, to connect this with Stranger Things, the thing that the reason why I make the comparison is because it, it everything that I love about this movie I love about Stranger Things, and then they kind of took it away from me. Like all the, all the feels, all the nostalgia, all the homages to other things. You can almost watch the first season go, oh, they're referencing this, they're referencing that, and then they kind of got away from that. And they used that time period that I love so much, that 1984 to 87, mm-hmm. you know, that mid to late 80s kind of feel for that first season, and then they kind of went away from that. So with this movie, this is right in there. Like, every yeah. movie that I love from that time period was made uh, with the same kind of formula. Even like E.T. has yeah. that same uh, formula of kids' adventures, this and that, and trying to, almost like an Indiana Jones for kids. Yeah, I think E.T. was better than this, though. Uh, They both have their things. E.T. was pretty solid. E.T. is pretty solid. And so is this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say like it's a bad movie, because it's not a bad movie. No, I mean, Just it not suffers my, a little not, bit with time. It's not my bag. Um, But... uh. What I love it's about okay. the movie are the things that are uh, timeless. I, I love the characters. Sure. I yeah. love the, the the acting. I love the directing. I get it. And the, the like you said, the feels. I'm I'm uber nostalgic. So this definitely hits every uh, cylinder on that. Now, uh, I'm gonna ask you guys this because I think I'll get two very different opinions from y'all. So don't don't start a fist fight because I'm not there to break it up. <laughs> So at the the end of the movie, you got uh, Chambers standing up to Kiefer Sutherland, mm-hmm. Ace, and mm-hmm. he gets a Ace. knife put to his throat, and he stands strong. And then Gordy comes up with the gun and, and saves the day, because mm-hmm. guns solve all our problems, uh, <laughs> at least when we're outnumbered by a bunch of bullies. I guess mm-hmm. they do. So, is this good writing, or is this lazy writing, to then turn around and five minutes later in the epilogue be like, oh? That thing that River did, Chambers, he turned around and did that again, only he got killed. Oh, and by the way, he was having this really successful life. Oh, and it was torn away from him because of his selfless throw himself in front of a blade habit. Mm. Like, in in the first glance, you're like, oh, it comes full circle, man. Right. But is that just lazy to just wrap it up with the exact same thing you just saw? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know if I dig it or if I don't. I didn't think of it that way. I mean, George is making a face, so. (laughs) I thought of it more of. um, I'm also making a gesture with my hand. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what do you think, George? (laughs) Yeah, it was lazy. Okay. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that this does happen to. Sure, but. So it's like I don't yeah, I don't know man I don't think he was a very chivalrous character and very uh you know he he stood up to him twice sure but I don't I don't know I don't like the story that they picked for him um you mean you know, like his demise no 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 come you know becoming a lawyer you know okay whatever he could have become anything but um and then you know I just don't like the way they wrapped it up in like a pretty little bow. Like real quick, so what you're saying is the the three boys the three boys in the woods really ruined 
uh, Gordy's storytelling ability because they demanded an epilogue. Hmm. Damn it, Vern. See, I think it more has to, to to do more with his story that he tells about how he's seen. Like that's that scene when he talks about the teacher and 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 how he took money and uh, you know when they're yeah, 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 yeah. sleeping and he, and he basically says to Gordy, you know, people judge me by who I am, family wise. Mm-hmm. Who's my dad? Who's my brother? Who's this and that? And they don't they don't judge me by who I am, so I just kind of fall into this mold, and I want to be better, but even I believe that I am part of the, it. I mean, they touch on it a lot of like in Ozark, they talk about it too. Like you 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 think you're part of this clan or this tribe or this family, and you're supposed to live this way, and they see me this way, so I might as well be this way. Instead of stepping out of that that mold and saying, you know what, I'm different. I'm I'm gonna be better. I'm, I'm gonna be the first kid that goes. To yeah, college. I'm sorry. This is like the third time I've brought up skateboarding in this <laughs> podcast, but that's how skateboarders are. Okay. Hey George, do you like to skateboard? I do, I okay. do. And what I was gonna say about that is just a quick, real quick. Like there is a group <laughs> of skateboarders that's like, okay, well, if you think I'm a menace and you think I just destroy stuff and you think that, you know, I'm a loser, well, I'm gonna you know, do that then. You know, if you think I just destroy everything, well. You know, you haven't seen me destroy things, right? And so you're about gonna, to. They're yeah. going to make you. That's one. Right. That's one mind. You know, that's mm-hmm. one mindset of skateboarders. The others, that skateboarding is not a crime, and they're very. Right. You know. So I think him being a lawyer and and doing that, it just showed that he's always going to be that kid that's going to stand up for the little guy. Yeah. He's always going to be that guy that that kid that uh, wants to find the good in people, and then he became better than his family lineage by being a lawyer becoming a lawyer that's why i looked at it i didn't look at it as lazy i looked at it as a as a character uh arc that got so that kind of that kind of wrap up i would expect at the end of a movie that's based on a true story and it would be in print okay well i don't know it might be i mean he was typing on that computer You know what I mean. Like, at the end of Apollo 13, <laughs> they tell you about, like, you know. Yeah. I, actually, I don't, even know, I don't even know what they do. That's been, it's been so long since <laughs> I watched that. But, like, you know, at the end, it's like, this person went on to do this. This person well, yeah, went on to do that. Well, yeah, instead of doing 30 minutes more this. of a movie, they just kind of give you a yeah, synopsis. They give, yeah. yeah, it's based on a true story, so you want to know what happened with mm-hmm. these guys. They give you a little snippet at the end, and well, that's that. It is that. a Stephen King story, so it's not always a happy ending. So one thing with the Stephen King writing the main character as a writer based on him. You know, you get back to this thing where writers can only write stories about writers and songwriters can only write songs about songwriters. And it's difficult for them to kind of get outside their own head now. And then you've got this thing where Gordy talks about his relationship with Chambers and how they like synced up and junior high and took all the hard classes together. And he's like the support for you know he almost like steps in as the familial support right because he lost his brother but then teddy is just kind of a stranger in the hallways by the end and you know oh he turned out okay and he just does odd jobs and i didn't help him but i was able to turn (laughs) river into this attorney (laughs) yeah i didn't notice that too i there's a way you can do that and it doesn't suck right and i don't know that this was the way to do it i think they probably should have explained that 
uh, maybe the, he should have done more about saying, you know, I tried with Teddy, but Teddy is his worst enemy, and he drives people away. Like, if they would have figured out a way to show the fact that he was at fault for being all of a sudden now he's in the hallways and I really don't even talk to him anymore. See, but what you do, here's here's how you fix it, right? Welcome to the How Dan Fixes It segment, <laughs> which we love so much on this show. Yeah, it's great. Uh, here's what you do. You can have him be a lawyer. That's great. But you need to establish more than just, I, as Gordy, got him to lawyer and then he got himself killed. Right? Because that's not, that's not even his story. That's Gordy's story. Mm-hmm. What you need is he became an attorney. He was successful and he, you know, had a family or he did something for somebody else, like something other than just me getting him to lawyer and he dies. And then you need to have him die in a way that he's standing up for someone, but it's not so heavily foreshadowed by the knife. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's he's shot. He's, uh, you know, helps a friend in a domestic disturbance and gets shot, you know, something like that, where it's like, it's still tragic. It's still sad. But you've established that he did more in his life than just be the lucky recipient of Gordy's input. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also, you don't just beat me over the head with this foreshadowing right. of the um, the knife. Because that's not him going to eat cheeseburgers. That's him going to eat more blueberry pie, right? We already saw that. We don't need to see it again. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Again, it's the same thing with like my complaint with... Um, RoboCop, when I said that, you know, they didn't spend the time to develop characters, even the 20 minutes that you would need. I think because of the time period of this movie, they were more, and because of Stephen King, he's more about the setting, the ambiance, the character, you know, the situation. And then it's also the filmmaker's job. And for some reason with Stephen King books, it's the hardest job of a filmmaker to make whatever it is on paper come forth because there's it's it's notoriously talked about how not one of his books are are adapted to film well other than a couple i would say the shining but even people with the shining they they have complaints so they say you know the book's better they he's he's almost the first guy that you always talk about when you hear about a movie you go oh well the book's better the book's better of course the book is always better yeah Uh, guys i don't like the shining book Right, but you know that like that's it. been said a, a bunch of times. Right, I the love the movie, but that's been said a bunch of times about Stephen King, especially The Shining. They say it's been said about any book that's been made into right. a movie because if you read the book first, then you have a, you have this grand idea in your head about what the movie yeah. should look like, and it never does because it's somebody else's interpretation of the book. Do you want me to tell you my knee-jerk movies better than the book? <laughs> Go ahead, Jurassic Park. Have you ever seen Hannibal? George. Um, the third in the Hannibal Lecter trilogy. I don't think so. He's only seen Silence, I believe. You haven't seen Red Dragon. No, I've seen Red Dragon, oh, actually, seen and I've seen... It's kind of hard to get away from all those parts of uh, Silence that mm-hmm. are so prolific, but I actually haven't seen the full movie of Silence of the Lambs, but I know it. I know the plot. I know what happens. Oh, but you will... But um, I haven't seen Hannibal. Well, I'll tell you, it's not great. It's not, it's just generally just, it's okay. It's a slow fastball over the the plate just to get their money back. But Mm. the book blows 
and is horrible. And Wait. it's what happens when an author like gets a big advance based on the quality of their last book, and then all of a sudden they don't need that editor anymore. You know, it's the same thing when all of a sudden on the third record, the lead singer's wife is singing backup vocals like, mm, mm. Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, sometimes a, an author only has one story in their head and then they're they're clamoring to kind of continue the story because they're mm-hmm. getting this paycheck. And you're like, yeah. No. At one point <laughs> in the movie, they cut like six different characters from the book and combine them into one composite character. And it actually serves the story. Wow. Wow. So sorry, Thomas Harris. Uh, I really liked your first two books, mm. and also Black Sunday is pretty good. But, but this, boy, this, that definitely happens. Hannibal. Interesting. I'd also say the same thing about the Watchmen, but I'd get lynched by the nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the that movie does a good job of wrapping up that end. It's a good example of how Dan would have done it better. Mm. <laughs> Zach did it. Could I actually that. I actually think a better story than than this story stand by me would have been the story of Chambers from 12 years old to his demise which is not being stabbed in a McDonald's. Right. Which is something better than that. That would have been a good story. That's the kind of thing I wish that we could do if not for the untimely demise of River Phoenix. Right. <sighs> so sad. Anyway, I don't know if you wanted to talk more about how people, f- how how you would feel at that age about seeing a dead body. No, I, I don't want to talk about my feelings. It's fine. You don't want to talk about my feelings? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> you know, it's stupid. We get to the end of that movie and I'm like, gosh, that is, that is a lazy kind of too quick circle back ending for Chambers. And it still kills me every time. Isn't that stupid? Like I've seen this movie <laughs> five or six times at different phases of my life, and still I too get stabbed in the throat by this stupid movie because it's just something about that character is so likable, and it's just like why do you have to tell me he dies? Like I don't right. that doesn't make my day better. Well, I think it hits hard because he actually is dead. I think that <laughs> I think that my movie, that my movie where you follow Chambers from childhood and to to his demise, should end like Mr. Holland's opus for him. Yeah. And that would be a good movie. Would he be played by Richard Dreyfuss at that point? I don't know any actor's name, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You will. You will. I don't know. I think I think that's a high. That's a tall order for George to Uh, learn. He's got. He has to care, and I think he will. I do care. Yeah. So once once he gets enough in his belt, he'll be able to rattle off a few names. Yes, just got to fill my belt. Fill your belt. <laughs> Notch that shit off, man. <laughs> just Notch full of off. leeches, just packets of leeches <laughs> all over the belt. George George took a Negan pill today. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Saren fucking dippity. <laughs> he did, he did the whole, the the dip. You don't know because you don't watch the show. But yeah, he's he's Negan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, George, it sounds like we didn't wow you with uh, human feelings, <laughs> you know. We didn't really bring you back in the, the time machine to a simpler time when all you had to worry about was whatever you were skateboarding, skateboards going up your butthole, whatever the problem was at the time. If this movie was a skateboarding movie, he'd be all over it. He no, I'm actually, right now. I'm actually younger than both of you guys. 
my childhood was basically reenacting jackass. Like okay. that's oh. what I was doing. But see, I remember oh. you as a child, and there's a lot you could probably do. If you did a movie where you were Steve O, but yeah. you had a shit ton of things going on in your family, like you you have Bam's family life at some point, yeah. <laughs> but you're Steve O, that would be your childhood. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you had a lot going on inside the house too, not just out in the street. Yeah, well, I mean, every every family yeah. has a lot going on, but. A yeah, good, that's good stuff. But I mean, there's 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 a movie there if you ever want to write it. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's basically Jackass. <laughs> well, I think Travis, we ought to give him one more shot with kind of a lower key. I don't want to say tender movie, but definitely something that really strikes a little closer to the heart than maybe a RoboCop. Okay. So do you want to do you want to tell George what we're up for next? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it's a, it's a fun family film. It's, it's about. Not, it's not going to be that. It's about family. It's all about family. It's, not it's all be, about it's family. Not be it's just the family business is all it's it is. The family business. Oh, and this is going to be good. It's all about. You like how I switched gears there? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> family business. Uh, we are going to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, it's not the kind of business I thought it was going to be. No, but it is definitely. A treat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm down. Yes. I'm actually excited about this because I know how much you guys both love it. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. Oh, my goodness. I, I, <laughs> I'm bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say so many things, George, but I'm going to hold back until you've seen the movie because then you'll I understand more. I feel I should more. tell him something, but I don't want to ruin the surprise. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> it's from Seven. Nice. I saw nice that movie. All right, cool. So Let's good. do it. All right. Well, hey, cool. George. There is no pie eating scene in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I don't know. There might be a pie. Uh, maybe there. a pie or two. We'll see. <laughs> hey, George. Have you ever seen Stand by Me? I have now. You know what? It's still better than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's the same movie. I just don't have to it's wait three hours movie. for the non-ending. <laughs> Sam. Sam, let's go see a dead body, Sam. That's actually that's actually a good analogy. It's the same movie, you <laughs> just is. don't have to wait. It's a lot more It's effects. actually it's actually like nine hours. Oh, or it's geez. actually more like twelve. Like if you watch the director's cut, it's like four hours. Lord per of movie. the Rings is the greatest adaptation of Stephen King book. <laughs> 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 now even I know that sort of shit. Ask All right, Stephen guys. King, he'll tell you. Thanks for listening to the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Remedial Film Pod. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod. And you can email us at Remedial Film Pod at gmail.com. We'll see you back here soon. <laughs>